be seated. Recently, I met with a young couple. He grew up in the Christian faith, was a church attender. She had little to no experience of religion. This kind of religious background is becoming a more and more common occurrence in America today. During our time together, she asked about how to go about reading the Bible. She asked if she should start at the beginning. I advised against it. <laughs> I warned her that after she got through the first few pages, it just begins to get weird and confusing. Better start somewhere else, I said. I suggested the gospel according to Mark, which we heard from this morning. See, this gospel, it begins with the words, the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ. So I gave her a Bible. She began to flip through the pages, eyes falling across each page. Finally, kind of confused, she looked up, to, up at me and said, so tell me, honestly, people like believe this? Back in a minute. The Sabbath ended about 6 p.m. on Saturday night for those three Jewish women. The story tells us very early the next morning on the first day of the week, when the sun was still rising, they went to the tomb. Mary Magdalene, James, the mother of Mary, Salome, they carried spices to anoint the body of Jesus. And when they'd arrived, the stone had already been rolled back, and they entered the tomb. They must have gasped at the sight of the void. The gospel tells us they were alarmed, and that a young man in a white robe stood there and said to them, Do not be afraid. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Terror and amazement seized them. The gospel tells us they expected him to be there. They watched from afar as he was crucified. They watched his dead body come down from the cross and rolled in a cloth. And now, even in his death, Jesus continues to be something different, different than they thought him to be. The women on that Easter morning came to anoint the corpse of a faithful martyr. They find an empty tomb. Not even a consoling memory. Not even a past hero. He is not here. So where is he? The young man in white does not say Jesus is going ahead of them to heaven. He says Jesus is going ahead of them to Galilee, meaning Jesus is alive, alive here on earth. That's what the women are supposed to go and tell the disciples. They're supposed to go and tell the disciples to tell Peter. But you know, 
it's not really clear that's what they do. At least not clear according to the oldest version of Mark's gospel. Let me read it to you again. Listen carefully how it ends. They fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. That's the end. Nothing more. No resurrection, parents of Jesus. In the original Greek, it's even more abrupt. I'm going to read it translated literally. And no one anything they told, they were scared, you see, for... It just ends. Mid-sentence. You can't correct that grammar. (laughs) So the first disciples, they utterly fail. They fail to tell anyone. They were afraid. They left fleeing the tomb and said absolutely nothing to anyone. And so there you have it. A resurrection scene without Jesus that ends in failure. Now looked at this way, I totally understand why a well-intentioned monk or scribe several centuries later after reading this ending suddenly thinks, I can fix that, and adds a short, sweet ending. In fact, if you look in most Bibles, there's two different endings to the Gospel of Mark other people's attempts to finish the gospel. They sound nothing like the rest of the gospel, but there they are, an attempt to clean up the story. So back to that question. So tell me, people believe this. I'll tell you. I know, I know that the resurrection is real. And I know not because it was written in some 2,000-year-old text, not because my Sunday school teacher told me, or because I read it through church writings, not because it's just my job. I believe it. I believe the resurrection is real because I've seen it. I see it today. For me, my belief in scripture comes out of my own experience of God. I believe it because I've seen it. And scripture, scripture helps me understand what, have I, I, what I've experienced, what I've seen. I've seen the resurrection. I saw it just this Lent as dozens of people from this community gathered in small groups to look at death and dying straight on, without fear, and to wrestle together with what it means to be mortal, to age, and to die. And not to be scared by it, but instead to find freedom and life and companionship through these conversations. I saw it a few months ago when families who'd fled their homelands, homelands like Syria and Iraq and the Congo due to violence and persecution, who had been resettled here in Pittsburgh, gathered here in our Undercroft with members of this community who've been supporting them, who've been supporting them as they build new lives in the United States. 
And I saw it as everyone shared food and silly games and songs and found friendship across race and religion and nationality. Community as members in a shared humanity. I saw the resurrection. I saw it, I saw it when teenagers when teenagers turn a horrific experience of trauma that happened on Ash Wednesday into a social movement, inspiring millions to join marches and rallies the day before Palm Sunday to change our nation, to change our laws around guns, to help keep people and their fellow students safe. I saw the resurrection. I saw it when a family told me about how their child's disability became what energized their family's faith instead of what helped spin it apart. Or when one man finds someone in church who will take him to his first AA meeting. Or when a number of people find that they are a community of care and support as they surround their friend who is in great medical need. I know it when someone tells me that the darkest point in their life, they were brought to this community and they discovered new life and even found ways to serve others. I know the resurrection is real when many of you tell me about a hunger inside of you to go deeper, to grow in your faith, to realize that you have something to give that you are somehow part of this kingdom of God Jesus talks about. And I know it when I see a community that really means it when it says all are welcome. No matter how young or old or beautiful or broken or queer or educated or holy or naive or doubtful or angry, you are welcome just the way you are. I know the resurrection is real when someone tells me by all counts they should be dead, but says, God is not done with me yet. And I know the resurrection is real because you, because me, because we're all here today. Mark's gospel ended that way because he already knew what had happened. Mark knew, writing 30 years later, that his message would be heard, the story would be told, the miracle would be discovered. He knows that those women went off and finally told someone, because he heard the story, just as you and I heard the story. And we're here to get today. Over the generations, people have told the story, they've shared the story, people have even died for the story, and we are now here, all of us here today because of it. That first Easter was not the triumphant last act of a play, it was just the beginning, a beginning of a drama that includes you and me that's brought us here today. We are the ones now who live this story, live it out throughout our lives, even with our doubts, our concerns, our questions, our preoccupations, we are choosing to live as though God is real, God is working, God is risen from the dead. Mark gives us a failure 
a seeming death, since that is right where God likes to work. God looks to meet us at that point of greatest brokenness, of despair, of loss, confusion or utter tragedy, and not just to be with us there in that dark place, but also to do something amazing. We may not always see it right away, may not always understand it, but God is there. And that knowledge, that's hope. It's hope that there is no place so lost, God cannot find it. No darkness so total, God cannot light it. No situation so tragic, God cannot redeem it. No death where God does not somehow bring new life. That's the hope. That's the power of our resurrected God. By ending his gospel right there in the middle of the sentence, Mark also left you and me, left us free to decide what to do about it. Will we tell or won't we? Will we go to Galilee or won't we? Will we turn back and run away scared, or will we stand with hope and share and live God's power? So tell me, people like believe this? That's up to you. That's up to me. What are you going to do about it today? Amen.